I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. My guest today is Dr. Christina Davies, the Director of the Centre of Arts, Mental Health and Wellbeing WA within the School of Allied Health at the University of Western Australia. Her multi-award-winning research focuses on the areas of arts health, health promotion, and mental well-being. For the past 20 years, Christina has worked in academic, government, and market research settings. She has successfully translated her arts health research into programs, policy, and practice. Her papers are ranked in the top 1% of articles by attention internationally. It is safe to say that she knows her stuff. And today, I'm delighted to be chatting with Dr. Davies about mental health and the arts. So let's get straight into it. Welcome, Christina. How are you? Oh, really glad to be here. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're happy for me to call you Christina. Oh, absolutely. Don't call me Dr. Davies. Call me Christina. (laughs) I'm Christina. Let's dive straight into today's topic. I'm so, so thrilled to get into this. Why arts and mental health for you? All right. So why arts and mental health? So I am an artist. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm C Davies Art on Instagram. So I make art. Yeah, I make art. I sell art. Um, So I I am a visual artist, but I also academically, you know, have an undergrad in psychology and a master's and a PhD in public health. Um, So I'm really interested in health promotion. Um, I'm really interested in well-being. So happiness, joy, you know, these are Mm. all things that I don't know, I think we've forgotten in terms of being important. And look, we I just think that we need to reframe how we think about life and enjoyment, happiness. You know, we really need to be doing things that that brings joy, enjoyment, good memories, um, you know, all of those back again. And so so for me, I guess as an artist, but also academically having a background in public health and psychology, um, Arts and health, arts and mental health just kind of makes sense. I was also, you know, very lucky that um, early in my career I met someone called Mike White who I would would call the father of arts and health. Mm. So arts and health in the UK is very embedded in the health system Um, and I was very lucky he came over to Western Australia um, for about six months and I was really, really lucky to meet him. And I would say that all the the puzzle pieces, like quite often, you know, we have these, when we're artists, we have these interesting careers where we will do some art and we have a site degree and we also have some public health stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you meet someone and all the puzzle pieces suddenly fit and you realise what you're supposed to be doing. And so arts and health, it's a real thing. And 
I'm getting to do it for research. It's so, so exciting. exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. so good. Let me like just backtrack a tiny little bit. That click moment for you, did you suddenly have to go, okay, now I have to change everything about what I've been doing or were you already like chugging along that path? No, I was absolutely on the path. I just didn't realise. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I also, you know, I have a set four from TAFE in finance Um and so really all of the pieces of the puzzle really were there. And it's not only that. So, you know, for arts, there's a certain language. Mm. For um, psychology and for public health, there's a certain health language. And so I kind of see myself, I guess, as a bit of a translator to both because I can flip between the two. Um, and that is when, you know, you're doing this cross-disciplinary kind of or you know cross-sector topic you do need to be able to talk two languages so mm. um yeah look I, I'm just super lucky I'm living the dream in terms of um <laughs> you know getting to research and talk about something that not only am I passionate passionate about but background wise just seem to have done the right you know educational stuff at the right time yeah so when you yeah. talk about speaking two very different languages yeah. how did you cross that like that section that cross genre moment where you got to actually combine the two what was it about like the other sector languages into the arts and mental health languages that clicked for you that clicks um it's not so much um in terms of clicking it's more that say you know, if I'm talking to artists about arts and health or arts and mental health, you know, I'm talking very much about, we're talking about mental well-being, mm. not about art therapy, not about um, mental illness. So artists naturally, we don't need to change anything. We do mental well-being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do a concert, people come to our concerts, um, they sing, they dance, they have a good time. What is that? That's happiness. That's joy. That's mm. mental well-being. Now, you don't have to change anything about your concert or about your performance. That's what you're bringing to the community. And that's important because it takes what a lot of people consider to be a luxury Mm. into being essential. That's so important. Essential health. Yeah, okay. definitely. So in terms of explaining that, I think, you know, and explaining health and wellness, um, it's really important, especially for artists, like a lot of artists at the moment are talking about going into therapy or whatever it is. And, you know, as artists, we are not, unless you are a therapist as well, mm -hmm. um, we're not insured to do that. <laughs> we're not trained to do that. You yep. know, in terms of doing no harm, Unless you are a therapist, you really shouldn't be doing therapy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we can be what we are, which is artists, performers, writers, and we can do what we do, which is painting, drawing, singing, dancing, concerts, um, running novels. So we can do what we are trained to do and bring joy into the world, bring well-being to the world. Um, but knowing, you know, that language of well-being that's, you know, artist-wise, I guess that's that language. But say when it comes to health, so actually explaining to a health person or to a public health person, mental health person, what, and when I, when I say person, I mean sectors, um, what arts is, what we do, what the outcomes are, you know, <laughs> it's been, it's actually been really great to be an artist in that setting, but with the right qualifications in public health. So having the PhD in public health, um, undergrad in psych, to be able to say things like, um, or to have the skills to be able to quantify the arts, mental wellbeing relationships. So um, as part of my PhD, we were able to do a population-based survey and we asked people about engaging the arts. We asked people about their mental wellbeing, 
using a validated scale. We also asked them about all the things that are associated with mental wellbeing. Mm-hmm. So we could actually take them out so that they weren't confounding the study or modifying the study in any way. And we were able to show that you need two hours per week or 20 minutes a day of arts for good mental wellbeing. Wow. It seems like such a small number, doesn't it? Oh, in 20 like, minutes a day. It's nothing. Like, really, you know, yeah. that's, you know, your favourite songs. That's your, um, so three of your favourite songs. That's, I don't know, reading, you know, a colouring book, reading on the train on the way to work. That's, oh, yeah, like it's, you know, or, or school, work, school, whatever it is in terms of public transport. You know, we really can fit in the arts into our day if we're talking about 20 minutes a day. Mm. And it, it does, you know, make such a difference. And, you know, I can give you a bit of a personal story on that. Yes, so, please. Um, all right. So, so here's a story. Um, so three characters to this story, which are me and my husband and my, my daughter, Bella. And so a few weeks ago, I was, um, I was, was doing some art. I was uploading it onto Instagram, doing some reels. And anyway, so I did that, went to bed, woke up in the morning and oh my goodness, one of my reels had trended. I had 200,000 views, yes. 9,000 likes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say how it happened though. Uh, yeah. Oh, nobody, I don't even, algorithm talk no, is something I that can't, I, I, can't I tell you never, what the, algorithm. I, the only thing I never want on this show is for somebody to explain how the algorithm, the algorithm works to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good. All I know is though that it did trend. So anyway, I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling completely validated as a, an artist. I jump out of bed. I'm super happy. Um, as I walk out of my bedroom, Bella is reading a Little People Big Dreams book on Audrey Hepburn. She totally bumps into me because she's totally engrossed in this book. I go into my um, my kitchen. My husband is cooking us breakfast and he's got music playing. But as always, we are running completely late. <laughs> and so, you know, we eat breakfast really quickly. We get dressed, get ready for work and school, jump into the car. Um, and as we get into the car, car starts. So our music playlist for the morning starts. So we have a, a playlist of positive music that, you know, we like to listen to. And look, as the gate opens, I realise that we're happy. Mm. We're happy. But what's important in all of that is that we're getting our 20 minutes of arts per day before we even leave the house. Yeah. And on top of that, if say, you know, if we were even busy in that, we didn't get our 20 minutes a day. We're getting it before we get to work or school each day because we're listening to our favourite music. Yeah. And to up that, sometimes we sing along with that as well. <laughs> now, I'm going to say I'm, you know, I'm not an opera singer. <laughs> Singing is not my forte, but... Goodness, it makes you feel good. It does. It really does. It's a very selfish pursuit of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, look, I think think singing, you know, while you're listening to your favourite music, it's it's such a great start to the day. Anyway, so, um, and, you know, I should also probably say that with that happiness, so, you know, what, what changed? Was life always like that? So the answer to that is, life wasn't always like that. So Mm. Tim and I absolutely, um, so my husband and I, we always used, you know, we we did absolutely have a great life and it was very much a get up in the morning, you know, have breakfast, go to work, dinner, bed, you know, that usual routine that everyone does. But the thing that changed it was Bella. Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So kids, so, you know, Bella's four and, you know, whether you have your own kids or nieces, nephews, neighbours, kids, whatever it is, grandchildren, um, what you will find is that kids 
change you, but kids also give you a new perspective of the world that is not um, affected by society and what society tells us to do. So they will sing, they will dance, they will draw Mm. and, you know, just have the best time and draw you in, get you to do it as well. And one of the things that I really, you know, one of the things that Bella has definitely taught me is one, you don't need to be good at art for art to be good for you. So important. Yeah. So important. So you don't need to be good at it. You should just do it and try it. So like my not great singing (laughs) in the car. (laughs) And I should probably say to listeners, if you see a red four wheel drive with a lady singing away, (laughs) no, it's probably me. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I definitely get into it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, look, so so you don't have to be good at it. You, you just have to do it. So arts arts can be good for you. Arts can be good for your mental health, um, you know, your mental well-being, your happiness, your joy. Um, but also, you know, this, this link, like just acknowledging this arts happiness link is so important. So as part of my PhD, I actually went out to members of the general population and I asked them, why do you do art? You know, so whatever mm. art it is that you do, and it could be anything, it could be, you know, visual art, so painting, drawing, um, could be online, digital, electronics, so something like animation, photography. It could be performing arts, so singing, dancing, you know, whatever, or literature, so, you know, storytelling, creative writing. Um, so many things that you can do and and it's totally okay for whatever it is that you're passionate about that's your art and that's what you should do. So, you know, with this as well, it's not about telling people what art to do. It's about them deciding, Mm. them deciding what art they love and engaging in different ways. So I might paint, but I like going to the theatre. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. That's two different things. So in your study, it wasn't just you have to go and sing for 30 minutes. It's definitely, you can just listen to music and that's the same engagement. Yeah. And, you know, and also that thing about, um, you know, so getting to to what I was saying about the, the participants in my study, the first sentence when you'd ask them, why do you engage in the arts? The first thing most people would say is it makes me happy Mm. or when I sing, I'm happy or when I draw, I'm happy. Or you know, like the the recognition and the specific word "happy" was what people got. And you know, and that is also one of the reasons why I'm focusing on mental well-being, mm. um, because that well-being aspect is so, I don't know, um, obvious. So, and not only obvious in terms of research, but obvious to everyday people. Yeah, and I'm quite often overlooked because it's not something quantifiable in numbers that you can be like, well, it improved them by this many percentages of, of, of happy feeling. It's like, that's not something you can often write down in a scale. Oh, but see, and that's why I think it's so important that I've got that, um, that public health background. Cause that's mm. totally what I'm doing. I'm actually quantifying it. So, so I even, love that. <laughs> you know, yes. even the, um, you know, the arts mental wellbeing relationship, being able to say 20 minutes a day or two hours per week or hundred hours per year, however you want to do it. That's, you know, that's the point of all of it. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I think there, there's just so much that, that you know, Bella has bought in terms of understanding the relationship. So, so the two points there being art equals happiness, but also that you don't need to be good at it for art to be good for you. It's so important. Yeah. Definitely really important. Um, so 
now that you've established this incredible work, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the project itself that you're working on. Um, and we've actually got an incredible question from one of our listeners. Remember, everyone, if you want to ask one of our fantastic artists or guests a question, you can email us at waexposepod at gmail.com. So this question obviously must come from somebody who was at WA Showcase and heard you speak because it says, what are the initial steps from concept to idea to a statewide campaign for a program like Find 30 regards Z? So when I saw this, I was like, this is definitely geared your way. Um, let me know a little bit more about the project that you're engaged in and how it compares to, I think what we're looking at there is like sports campaigns. All right. Very good question, Z. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I guess what's really important in all of this is, so, okay, so we've got this this starting point, which is you don't need to be good at art for art to be good for you. Definitely as part of that, pick the art you love and engage in the way you like to do it. So, you know, um, a lot of people talk about active or receptive engagement and they act as if active is much better than receptive. Uh, is this what I touched on before about like the idea of going to the theatre and yeah, being on yeah, the yeah. stage? Yeah, but it leads into this whole, you know, health message kind of thing. Um, and so what I'm going to say there is that Say if you are actively doing something. So if you are, say for me, if I'm painting, absolutely there will be, you know, um, happiness, joy, you know, I'll get lost in the moment. But, and so that's, you know, actively participating. But if I'm receptively participating, so I'm attending the theatre, quite often you will go with a friend or family. So mm. there's this social aspect, you know, which in terms of um, quantifying, I'm going to be a bit controversial because there'll be other researchers out there that won't agree, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my point of view is that, you know, different things, uh, whether you're actively engaging or receptively engaging, result in different outcomes. Yeah. And so if when I'm painting by myself at home, I'm lost in the moment and it's reducing my stress and I'm relaxing, great, that's one type of outcome. But if I'm going to the theatre with a friend and we're having a great time and we've had lunch and then we go to the theatre and then, you know, it's an amazing performance and then mm. after that, you know, like there's, you know, we discuss the performance, there's no way that you can say to me that that painting by myself at home was better than. It's it's just different. Completely. And I mean, if you're an arts worker, there's, yes, sure, you might get have those really good performances or those days where you're lost in the arts. And then those other days where you absolutely hate what you're doing. So the outcomes of being a participant in the arts, like on stage, may not always be positive. Whereas if you're going to see something, even if it's a bad film, at least you can laugh, laugh with your friend about how awful the film was. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, that social aspect. So the the well-being, the social, but it all kind of wraps up into stress reduction, mm. relaxation, the creation of good memories, enjoyment, yeah. you know, all of this positivity that we, we absolutely, especially, you know, COVID pandemic, um, climate change, all of those sorts of things that are happening. We need more of that. We Definitely. need more of the positivity. So anyway, so, you know, keep in mind that this is about, um, you don't need to be good at it for art to be good for you. You need to engage in the way that you like the best. So if you want to sing, do that. If you want to dance, do that. If you want to paint, do that. Um, and then move into the fact that my researcher said 20 minutes of arts per day is good for your mental health or good for your mental well-being. Now, think about, so the reason why that becomes important is because in terms of health messaging, that's a vital piece of information. Mm. So flip into sport now. So sport 
isn't just fun. Sport is good for your health. And how do we know that? We know that because we've had 30 years of campaigns starting with Life Be In It with Norm. Yep. Some of you probably won't, some of the <laughs> listeners probably won't know who that is, but <laughs> Google it. Google Life Be In It and Norm. Um, that is how, you know, the physical activity messaging started 30 years ago. Um, then, you know, more recently we've had Find 30, which says you need 30 minutes of physical activity for good physical health. Be active, also encouraging physical activity. Um all of these things then say sport is fun and sport is good for your health. Yeah. So what do people try to do? They, you know, it's in our heads now, we try to do 30 minutes of physical activity each day because it's good for our health. Imagine if we had the same thing for arts, where we are saying to the general population, try 20 minutes of arts per day for good mental health. Mm. Now, if we were doing that, that not only is good for everyday people, in terms of mental well-being, it's not only good for everyday people in terms of friends and families going to events, but it's also great for artists. You know, yeah. it means more people turning up to art classes, more people going to events, more people going to performances and theatre. And I don't know, you know, in terms of um, everyday enjoyment, everyday life, there's so, there's so much positivity that can come from, from just something as simple as a health message and encouraging people to have choice mm. because not everyone wants to say do sport. Not everyone wants to do us. Some people want to mix it up. Some, you know, you could easily go for a run and listen to your favourite music. The next day you could do a colouring book. The day after that you could, um, you know, read a book. What it, whatever it is that you like to do, but 20 minutes a day you can absolutely fit it in. And and also it doesn't need to cost money. So you have free options. Yeah, definitely like listening to your favourite music or, you know, in terms of books, you can go to your local library. Um, so, or, you know, or even... Dance and movement is also a very a cost-effective option too. You can do that anywhere in the house. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Or even, you know, colouring books and things like that. There are so many free options online and even art materials. You know, my favourite place to shop at the moment is actually Woolies. <laughs> <laughs> the Kids Isle actually has amazing visual arts. Yes. You know, pencils, uh, everything from watercolour pencils through to paint. Come on, Woolies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Woolies, Coles, whatever. IGA, whatever it is, um, you can actually buy a lot of starting arts equipment in just, you know, everyday shops. Yeah. Like, so, you know, in terms of starting, it can be $2 for pencils mm -hmm. and a, a colouring page that you download. That's quite interesting because like with sports, to draw that comparison back again, no one says that in order to participate in sports, you need to have the best football cleats or the best soccer ball or the best whatever exactly. it is. In the same, when it comes to the arts, quite often we think that we need to have the most expensive thing to be able to participate in the arts and that's just not true. No, it's just not true. Like, you know, arts doesn't need to be expensive. Mm. Arts Arts doesn't, you don't have to be good at it. Like, you know, you can colour badly if you want. Totally. <laughs> like you can colour well. <laughs> I pride myself on colouring badly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there just shouldn't be, um, and I don't even know where it, it's come from, where, you know, you have to be good at painting or you're not allowed to do it. Who says? Yeah. Who says? Completely. And I, I love that because it often, quite often um, I, when I think about my genre in opera and in classical music, so many people have this unfortunate thing in their head where they think they need to be a certain level of educated or have to understand every Italian word under the sun to be allowed to listen to that genre of music, which is so unfortunate because it brings me so much joy. And I don't know what they're saying half of the time. <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> 
So it's good to break down those elitist barriers there too. Yeah, well, absolutely. And even, you know, I um, when I was telling you about my story and, you know, the fact that, that we're happy and we, we're using this 20 minutes a day of arts idea, you know, in, in my own family, like, you know, we'll listen to everything from, you know, Ella Fitzgerald through to, I don't know, Nickelback. Anything could be on (laughs) this playlist. Providing it's positive and providing it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, if it's feeding what you need it to be fed, like internally, then yeah, yeah, who cares what that is? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I know a lot of people are going to go, oh no, she listens to Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, it's about choice people. (laughs) I don't think, I hope you're not going to get cancelled for Nickelback. Can you imagine? (laughs) That would be very fun. That that happened at Showcase. I'm sure there was a groan in the audience when I admitted to. (laughs) I've become like now self conscious. The rest of the presentation. (laughs) Nah, never mind. I I heard the word Nickelback. Back and I was yeah, out. Like out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I love it. Like you know, um, I just think just that that choice, just being able to. But also, you know, like we were talking about different musics, mm. music types. I just think, yeah, look, listen to a range. Listen, do it. Try things that maybe you haven't tried before. Um, also, just that mix of knowing that people are good at different things. So I would very, very much say that I'm a visual arts person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will notice, say, differences in colour range. And let's say, for example, my couch is um, a chocolate brown, whereas my husband thinks it's black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Controversy. So we, yeah. But the thing is, he's very good at music. So he will hear things in music that I don't hear. So it's amazing, say, for us to, um, you know, if I we're going to, say, a gallery, mm. there'll be things that, you know, when we go, we'll talk about that I'll be able to point out because I see them. And once I've pointed them out, he sees them too. Or we ah, might go to a concert yeah. and you know, I won't hear something or I won't notice something and he'll point it out and then we'll notice, like, you know, so that enjoyment of going to events with other people, people who may not be similar to you, but also, you know, one of the things that people also mentioned in my research is one of the great things about the arts is meeting new people, Mm. forming new friendships and even forming friendships with people that you may not normally, like, you know, whether it be, um, younger, so say at TAFE, like, um, you know, that real mix of young, younger, older, totally, different, yeah. you know, demographics, um, different upbringings, like, you know, it's so fantastic. Yeah. It's such a, I don't know, like equaliser in society. Mm. And your entry point into conversation is the arts, this like beautiful connector between people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in such a positive way, such, you know, there's so much and, you know, whether say something that you go to is confronting and makes you think mm. or whether it's beautiful and, you know, it just in terms of, I don't know, like, you know, your heart giving you joy. There's so many um, aspects to the arts that you know, how can this not be a health message? Like, you totally. know, it just doesn't make any yes. sense that it isn't. Like, <laughs> you know. So anyway, so um, your first question, which was a very long time ago, and I've just managed to go on and on That's to get right. to the point. <laughs> it's fine. That's what the rewind button's for. That's totally the edit. <laughs> no, I'm not so, going back then. <laughs> so, um, you know, so you asked about, you know, what's the project that I'm doing? So the project that we've been funded to do is Good Arts, Good Mental Health. So what we are aiming to do is a campaign and a dose response message. So um, 
At the moment, what we are doing is um, we're in the research phase, the consultation phase. So we are going out to members of the general population and asking them what they think about a variety of things, so about the campaign and so forth, um, what they like, what they don't like, you know, even down to things like, do you prefer 20 minutes a day as a message or do you want two hours per week? Mm. There's so much, you know, to talk about, you know, is is a message that say says try 20, is that better than start 20? Or, um, you know, like there's so many aspects. And so we do have a consultation survey running at the moment. Um, but we're also doing interviews, focus groups. Um, also, you know, academics, we like to do lit reviews. Um, so we're doing literature reviews where this year is very much about finding out from the community, from the different sectors, um, so arts, health, mental health, what people think, what people, you know, barriers, enablers to engagement, um, what we should be doing. We want to know what, what you think, what we, you know, we should should be doing. So campaign dose response message is the first part of Good Arts, Good Mental Health. Um, we also want to run capacity building courses and professional development. Ooh. Yeah, because, you know, like, like I was saying before, you know, artists need to know, they know what art is, but yeah. they need more information about health and mental health. So they need to know the difference between art and art therapy, for example. Yes. They need to know what they can and can't can't necessarily do unless they, you know, I mean, and if you want to do therapy, that's totally fine, but then you need to do another course. Yeah. I mean, when you were explaining that before, I had these flashbacks. I did this incredible project last year called Icelander Hip Opera that did tackle the intense topic of methamphetamine use in Western Australia. Brilliant project was like a massively so happy to be a part of it. But after every single show, without a doubt, we'd have people who would come up to us and like congratulate us on our lovely play and my great singing and woo woo, isn't that fun? And then dive into a very personal story about their life and their time and their trauma based around methamphetamine use. And I was not in a place where I could cope with that, assist them in any way at all, but I'd provided them with this open door into the discussion and then they had nowhere to take that. So when you're saying the difference between mental well-being and mental health, I think that's so important that we define that with our artists because I was not equipped in that moment to cope with that. You know, and it's not only that, but even um, as an artist, say in that situation, mm. having mental health first aid training. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that you can say help someone in that situation, but also then for yourself in terms of health and safety, um, you know, knowing for yourself if you actually have a very um, important piece that you're doing with so many, um, I don't know, aspects to it that mental health wise yourself as an artist, that, that is, you know, something that you're, you're able to cope with once you finish that performance. So yeah, look, when it comes to the, the artists professional development that we want to do and the courses, there is definitely, you know, that's one body of work. Um, then in terms of health and mental health, we need to tell them what art is and, you <laughs> yes. know, and local governments, we <laughs> totally. tell them what art is and how that fits into health and mental health and what they do. Um, also the general population. So, and the general public, we want to be able to give them a rundown of what arts and health is. And so we are thinking about for, um, you know, that body of work, actually doing something like Coursera or edX. So if people want to log in, um, you know, so apps on your phone, whatever, however it is that you want to engage with it or, you know, on the computer, you can actually log in and do a free course. Wow, that'd be amazing. And yeah. it makes it incredibly accessible to people Absolutely. who have time for as well. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, if you want to do a course, you can do it for free or if you want to get a certificate in it, you can do that as well. Um, so that's, you know, also one aspect. We'll, of course, also be doing, you know, 
um, presentations and, and all of that. But it's really important, I think, to develop this sustainable way that people can access it for free mm-hmm. or if they want, you know, if it's useful to them to get, get a certificate or something more. But then once we've actually got then the campaign and the message and, you know, and all the merchandise and stuff that goes with that, hopefully some... Bumper stickers. Yeah, bumper <laughs> stickers and hopefully some really great celebrities or, you know, message ambassadors. Yes. Um, so, you know, like... I if you know some some stars, that'd be great that you can send my way yeah, to and be. me too. <laughs> yeah. While we're there, we were just yeah, lists of celebrities that are your friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that, you know, we could have like Chris Hemsworth or something like Thor, you know, just going do <laughs> arts and health or I don't know. I wonder how that would license with Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that they own everything. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. <laughs> Actually, I'm not allowed to say Thor. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think you're fine. <laughs> so, you know, like. Getting, uh, hopefully artists will also kind of see this as, as worthwhile so that when we hit then, you know, the, the third year of the study and we've got programs and we're matching the campaign and the message um, to some programs we, where we can actually show that if we have, so, you know, assume that say the message is something like create mental health and mm-hmm. we've tagged that to a program. And so then when people turn up to this program or performance, they're seeing create mental health. They're realizing, oh my goodness, being here is actually good for my mental health. Yes. So they they understand the performance not only in terms of this amazing event to go to for enjoyment and entertainment, but they're now viewing it as something that's good for their health. Yeah. So now when you've spent $35 on your ticket, you've not only served the artist and paid for your art like a good little arts person, <laughs> but you've also served yourself. Absolutely. And doesn't that change? Like, you know, in terms of like the general population, they they don't mind spending money on gym membership. Totally. And so, you know, why is gym membership essential, but going to something related to the arts is a luxury? We need to change that. We definitely need to change the mindset around that. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, you know, Good Arts, Good Mental Health is about a campaign, dose response message, the capacity building, the courses, the professional development, and then the demonstration projects. And, you know, putting that all together, what I'm hoping is, of course, mental well-being in the general population hopefully will increase. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're offering choice and diversity means that also people can choose and, you know, empowering them in terms of inf- information. Mm. Hopefully that means then that they can choose how they want to improve their own mental well-being. Um, and also in terms of artists, look, I'm really hoping that advocacy for the arts changing this view that we're not luxury, we're essential yep. to society. Um, also, you know, people just engaging in the arts. So in terms of artists' incomes, um, you know, all of those sorts of things hopefully will be positively affected as well. So, And it's all happening here in Western Australia, which is just a bit <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. At the forefront right here in WA. Wow, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah look, and it, it is super exciting. And, you know, and I've got to say where I'm so happy because – it is the arts, it is health and it is mental health. And whether it be government through to industry, mm. you know, we've got 29 partners. So, you know, you can can Google Good Arts, Good Mental Health at UWA. You can see all our partners, all of our funding partners, all the, all the people that are involved and, you know, what the grand plan is as well in terms of this project. But um, it's fantastic that it is WA, but yeah. also that this um, partnership that's been formed, you know, I just think, I reckon we can do it. I reckon that, 
Yeah. yeah. Like, why not us? Yeah. Why not? Why not yeah. us? Yeah. Why not? So, you know, I guess for the rest of Australia, they're probably seeing us like a pilot study that they will then want to, you know, be part of. And that's okay. But I think, you know, but public health wise, there has actually been so much um, that has happened in WA that then the rest of the world definitely you know, yeah. does. Um, and so I think that this probably is also fitting in that tradition of, of good public health and mm. being the first to, to do whatever it is. So, we can set um, a really high standard because it's starting here too. We can actually set the bar quite high, which is really cool. Oh, well, I think, you know, over time, like, you know, I think um, the fact that, that we're getting to, to build it, to comment on it, to, um, but also, you know, I think the fact that the partnerships that we've got, just that um, belief in it and the wanting to be part of it, I think is um, is fantastic. Yeah, so. and within those partnerships, have you found that people are really excited to jump on board this project, or do people still have like that um, residence? I'll cut this reservation out. reservation so. about like involving themselves in arts and mental well being versus mental health. Is it no? Still a look, I think um, I think people are pretty excited about the project, and I think if anything, COVID probably has been a gateway to people understanding. Mm. So, you know, while we were all in lockdown, what did, what did we do? We did art. Consume. Yeah. <laughs> Consume yeah. Arts, Whether yeah. it be, um, Zoom dance parties or, <laughs> yeah. you know, watching the arts online <laughs> mm-hmm. or colouring books or, you know, whatever it is, music, listening to music, our favourite music, reading that novel that we bought but we just, you know, had never <laughs> never got to read. <laughs> yeah, that's calling me out personally. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what did we do? We, we engaged in the arts yeah. and it kept us well. So, um, yeah, I think that becoming more obvious, COVID, for the arts in terms of a positive, that has been a positive. Um, and now, look, the, the fact is in terms of, I guess, a negative, mental ill health is on the rise. Mm. We can't keep doing what we're doing. We need new strategies and we need prevention. So it's not about once, you know, something happens, that's when we tackle it. Actually, it would be better if we can do something in the prevention stage. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if we feel like we're, we're heading into, um, into to mental ill health or mental health issues, that perhaps there's something that we can do relating to the arts to bring us back before we need to, you know, see someone or, or, or do something um, like, say, a GP. I mean, you know, in the UK, they have this thing called arts on prescription. Okay. So what you do there is, so, so say, you know, anxiety or depression, you might go to your GP and... They might give you whatever therapy you need, yep. but they will also send you off to your local arts, whatever, so that you can go and make some lanterns, so that you can paint, Ooh. so you can sing, so you can draw, be part of a choir. So this recognition that, you know, the arts can help is absolutely happening. And, you know, so many steps, I think, before we get there in terms of that being an everyday common occurrence, mm-hmm. but we are on the path, I think. Yeah, this is definitely the right track. Yeah. In terms of, obviously, we've talked a lot about how people engage as an audience member. For artists themselves, how can they engage in the program or the concept that would, like, be beneficial to them and what they're putting out into the world? So do you mean in terms of good arts, good mental health? How can they engage with this? Um, Look, I think in terms of... um, I guess contributing to the consultation survey because we definitely want their opinion 
on what we should be doing. There's also a whole section in the consultation survey about professional development and what they need, what we should focus on, how they want it delivered, um, so many aspects. So, and in this first stage, which is the research and the consultation, we would definitely love them to contribute and to, um, to give us their feedback, what they like, what they don't like. You know, we don't want to create something that's terrible or a message that people roll their eyes at. Or, <laughs> you know, the showcase was, um, so the Circuit West showcase was amazing because I really like the message start 20. Because if you imagine little s, little t, then A-R-T in big letters. So that's like start Ooh. art 20, you yes. know, start 20. Yeah. But when I started talking to artists, they were actually saying that, you know, in terms of the general population, they don't like the word art. Oh, of course. And we're in a bubble where we love that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was so important. So definitely. So, you know, getting back to your question, which was what can artists do in terms of the project? Definitely give us your opinion. We yeah. definitely want your opinion. Um, and then, you know, in terms of, of programs and things like that, you know, once we actually get things going, if there is a program and we can can tag the message to it um, or collaborate, we'd love to hear from you. So, um, yeah. so good. Yeah. So it'll be something that artists and producers can have at their shows, front and centre, big, lovely messaging. I think when it comes to the messaging, it's that those messages are complimentary. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and are beneficial together and, you know, really helpful for everyday people to have together. Mm. Um, But at the moment, there is no message for the arts. No, there isn't. I mean, yeah, it needs to be whatever this punchy message ends up being, something that is more than just a sign that we ignore. Because I think that some of these ones, we know them so well that we can recite them, but we don't actually know what they mean. Yeah, sure. And we, you know, we definitely want something that resonates with people. Mm. We definitely want something that, um, that people like and that people want to engage in. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, and even you know, the, the thing of should I go 20 minutes a day or two hours per week, yeah. that is, um, you know, if you've got an opinion on that, if you're listening to this and you you reckon 20 minutes or you reckon two hours, please do the consultation <laughs> survey. And because right now it's 50-50. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You're like, on the, oh, okay. Well, let's, look, as somebody who has done the consultation survey myself, I can definitely say it is easy to fill out. Um, the language that's used in it is incredibly accessible to people. Well, I found it really accessible at least. Um, and it's, yeah, it takes, what took me like maybe 15 minutes tops. Um, yeah. So it's really easy for people to access. We'll have a link to that in the show notes today. And I encourage anybody who's listening, artist or arts lover alike, or somebody who is indifferent to the arts who happened to find my podcast. Very strange. Um, please take a moment to fill out that survey. Fabulous. And so, yes. And also, like I said, you know, if you want to know more about the project, you can Google good arts, good mental health, and that will take you to the project website. Um, so yeah, so you can find out more about it there as well. Yeah. So in the show notes today, you will find a link to the Good Arts, Good Mental Health consultation survey, the website, and a link to get updates or get involved. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that's where we have to leave everything today. That is so much incredible information jam-packed into such a short amount of time. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christina. I've had a blast. And one more time, plug that Instagram handle and everyone can go see your beautiful <laughs> reels and we can get you trending again. Let's do it. So I'm C Davies Art on Instagram. 
But also we've just started our um, Instagram account and we also have a Twitter account. So the handle for both of those are um, ArtsHealthWA, so A-R-T-S-H-E-A-L-T-H-W-A. And yeah, so if you know you'd like more information or um, as things are happening, um, you can follow those accounts as well. Um, and that will keep you up to date with how the project's going. There we go. Check a follow <laughs> and click on the links in the show notes and get involved in some incredible projects that are happening locally to you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to WXWSA. And thank you, Christina. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. And also, you know, if I can just say one thing to end, which is you don't have to be good at art for art to be good for you. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA expose. I fully admit that when I was telling my mum about this podcast, I was like, I'm interviewing a doctor. I'm so excited. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.